Welcome to Emerge Dynamics. Emerge Dynamics. The podcast for those who manage and invest in middle market private companies across the globe. globe. We're telling the stories of the unsung champions who take enormous risks every day to weave the fabric of our societies. Those who collectively, from the multi-trillion dollar largest market on the planet, we're diving into the dynamics of what makes some of them emerge from their peers and create incredible returns and impact on their communities. This is Emerge Dynamics. Hey everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Emerge Dynamics podcast. I am David Cusimano here with Eric Wingerer. Hey, David. Eric, good to be with you. It is always good to be with you, Eric. And it's always good to be talking about strengthening businesses and always helping them work toward emerging from their peers. That's what we do here at the Emerge Dynamics podcast. Yeah. Let's talk yep. about things like that. Well, and whether those be good times, bad times, and I think, you know, lately we've been talking a little bit more about, not bad, challenging times. Right. Right. Obstacles. Obstacles. And obstacles Opportunities for growth. They're yes. opportunities. Yes. Obstacles are opportunities. Yes. Yes, indeed. And so... Folks, if you're just joining us, like we always say, go back and listen from the beginning. You might want to go back, listen to the last couple of episodes, but you could just join in here and follow right along. So for the last few episodes, we've been doing a series really on turning around a business, a troubled, struggling, failing business. Could be either of those. You don't have to be on a bankruptcy's doorstep for this stuff to be applicable. In fact, I would say most of what we're talking about is before you're on bankruptcy's doorstep. It's just your business is... Hit a plateau or a bit of a downturn. Yeah. Let's reverse that. Yeah. And so the last few episodes, we've been talking about what are the signs that your business might be declining and might need a different approach, mm-hmm. might need a turnaround. We've talked about who the important people are in a turnaround. What else yeah. do we cover, Eric? And, you know, some of the ways to really dig into evaluating, you know, what are the metrics and having a good, strong finance function uh, right. that can help you to determine, you know, separate and apart from what your heart might be telling you is <laughs> let the head actually guide you and say, hey, you've got you've got a problem, right? So, so today we're going to pick up with, okay, well, now what do you do? Now what do you do? You realize that, okay, yeah, we, we got a problem. Problem may be me or it may just be some other fundamentals within the business. Now what do we do? That's yeah. right. And so this will be our action, execution episode. So yeah. folks, if you are in that position right now, what we're going to talk about today, I think is going to be immediately actionable in your business. This is stuff you can start applying right away. And Eric, before we jump in, so there, if you go by the Turnaround Management Association's framework, there are five distinct stages of a turnaround. And we're going to get into those. And I think it's a pretty good framework. But one thing we should talk about, Eric, is why a business might want to consider having someone else come in and help them with a turnaround. Right. And this kind of goes, maybe maybe we can talk about this in conjunction with the first stage. The first stage of a turnaround is management change. change. Right. right. And it's so important. Why is that so important that that's first? Well, I think we talked about a couple episodes ago how we may be the problem. You know, whether me, the owner, the business owner, president, uh, CEO of the company, I may be the problem. And that maybe, you know, you're too close to the business, it's too personal, it may be a number of different things. And so if you might be part of that problem, bringing somebody in from the outside, 
I think is always a good solution because it helps you see from a different lens. Yep. Also, the expertise, you know, you may be great at managing a business when it's doing well and it's, you know, it's growing mm-hmm. and it's, you know, it's everything you're firing on all cylinders and things of that nature. When you start having these other challenges and everything, you may struggle as a manager because you, you just may not have the experience of having gone yeah. through that. And so having somebody from the outside who has gone through that oftentimes is good. And I guess maybe some other things might be you just your personal relationships that you have in the business. In these types of situations, sometimes very, very difficult decisions need to be made. Right. Very um, difficult to do. Processes we may be, and, and sometimes it's just hard to do, and mm-hmm. sometimes it's better to just bring somebody else in to do because that have because those, your, your own inertia might be holding you back from actually doing what you know you have to do. And Eric, I find a lot of times people will almost view it as a failure to let someone else run the business. But I really think it's not so much that it could be, and oftentimes is, that the current person running the business has got, you know, just not competent, not doesn't have the skill set to do it. There's also a um, myopia involved, right? And it happens to us. It happens to me as well. Like a lot of times it's not that the existing management team can't solve the problems. It's that they can't see them. Yeah. I know certainly like I'm working right now very intimately and deeply in an organization. And there's so much that I know and can preach in other circumstances. But when I'm inside that organization, I'm an insider, yeah. Right? And I become myopic to yeah. things that, sh- that would be very obvious right. to an outsider right. because they just can see the whole thing in a different way. Well, and I, it kind of reminds me of you know, one of the projects that we worked on together where it was a, uh, a company that was having extreme difficulty. It had grown very, very quickly, had mm-hmm. probably grown too quickly, but not been disciplined enough in some of its management, particularly on the finance side of things and on the operational efficiencies and the planning. And we were consultative in that process. And, you know, ultimately the the senior management said we need a management change because the founder at that location was just too close to taking everything too personally. You know, the sky's the limit type of thing, but did not have the discipline to understand that Financially, uh, some things needed to change. Right. So an outside party came in. But I think in that particular case, we were not the leadership right. change. And there were some issues associated with that. Maybe we can talk a little bit about that, how important well, it is to, to get, get the right person. To get the right person in the yeah. seat, right? So I think just to identify, just to summarize why you need, the, often, most times you need a new person. If you're really in a turnaround, is one, existing teams myopic. Yeah. Two, the existing team probably caused the problems, <laughs> even if they are, uh, you know. They at least were under the management right. while, during a while it happened. Yeah, also, there's relationships, and we should probably get into that too, Eric, a little bit about, like, we're not talking about loosening your morals to let go of people, but we're going to talk next about often in a turnaround, there, do need, there does need to be a round of layoffs. Yeah. And it's very difficult for the existing leadership to see, you know, Bob, who I worked with for seven years and have been hanging out with, 
is actually hurting this company and helping yeah. this company, right? Yeah, Bob's so, the problem, but Bob's my buddy, and uh, I can't do anything about it. Right, that. and yeah. so I'm going to protect Bob at the expense of the whole organization, yeah. right? What's right. what's being the right steward there? Right. And actually, I'd add one more that we can get into a little bit later, and that's relationship with lenders. Oftentimes, if the lender is so fatigued they want out, they often will not go along with a turnaround plan unless, unless they see a new leader. Right. Right? Right. So, all good reasons. Now, let's get to what you just said, Eric, because it's really good. Okay, now picking the right leaders. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I know, David, there's many folks that are out there that specialize in this area. They're, you know, people with the same certifications that you have in that turnaround management. But I guess this is just a fundamental for me, trying to vet out the integrity of the person. You know, you certainly you want to see that they, they have the capabilities, they have the background, qualifications and all of that. They've got the track record and, and all of that. But fundamentally, are they a person of integrity? Because this is a difficult and challenging time and always is. And to me, it's making sure that you understand you keep the whole culture of the company and everything else in mind when you step into it. I mean, there's certain things that need to change and there may be cultural things that need to change, let's say, but never should that be with respect to the integrity of the company and the integrity mm-hmm. of the person. And so background check, all of those things, Ref- I think, references, are, you know, right. and, and Track don't just jump at the first person because you say, you know what, we just need some help. We got to get somebody from the outside so first warm body that comes up, so to speak, make sure you do your homework on all that facets. Right. Because a lot is going to hinge on this person. Right. A lot is going to hinge yes. on that person. There's a lot of decisions. You are giving a lot of freedom, so to speak. And a lot of especially experienced turnaround managers will not even accept the job unless they have either complete or almost complete control. Yeah. Because they know that if they don't have complete control, they will not be able to be successful because uh, of the uh, baggage yeah. from ex- <laughs> ownership or previous management. Right. Right. So they right. often will only agree. Right. If they're going to be running the show. Yeah. And, and probably if, if that's not being asked for, they're probably not experienced. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. They're going to they're gonna learn on your <laughs> yeah. 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 And you certainly don't want that. Somebody learning on your dime. So that's that's kind of, Eric, I think we just covered management change. That's the first. Stage. Yeah, but I think it's a fundamental, it's a first step and it's, and it's a very fundamental step. And if you don't get that right, I mean, you could be going from, you know, a bad situation to a worse situation. Right. We kind of experienced that in that particular. An example uh, you're talking you know, about, yeah, it, yeah. it got worse, not better. Right? Yeah, Even yeah, though. Yeah. And I think, so a lot of people, I think, are going to hear the other stages we're going to talk about and say, I can do this. I can self-implement. Maybe. But if you overlook or gloss over that management change thing, right? Like, it may be you had someone else running your company, and now you're going to step in. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah. Uh, it may be you say, I need to get just a new person running this company to fix this thing. Re- regardless of what the outcome is, don't just take that stage lightly. No. Management change stage can be a matter of, this is not long in duration, no. calendar-wise. Yeah, it may be a week, right? In fact, often we have to move quickly. <laughs> but it needs to be very seriously considered, and we really need to think about this. So, But let's assume for now we got management change right. Let me list the other stages, and then maybe we can go in at least one more of them in, in this episode. But So the stages are management change, evaluation, emergency action, 
stabilization, and then return to normal. Yeah. And it's purposeful that management changes in before evaluation, because if you have yeah. a myopic leader who caused the problems, who has emotional baggage and ties to previous management and situations, they are going to be very, very biased in their evaluation. Yeah. Right. So often you need the new management to do the evaluation. And we're talking about here, Eric, in evaluation. This is not hire a consultant to write a plan to get back to you in six months with what might need to happen. <laughs> right. This, this is not this what is, this is. This is, this is a is, quick and deep dive. Right. Yeah. I mean, depending on the size of the business and how critical things are, this is like one to six weeks. Yeah. Right. And usually closer to the one than the six, but it yeah. may just depend yeah. on what's going on. But this is a critical time to really understand, like, is this a business that can be saved? Yeah. Hopefully the answer is yes. Yeah. And then this is this is the beginnings of laying out a 13-week cash flow, something you and I have done multiple times, right, right with organizations, right. right, to say, where's the cash, you know, every week to week, what cash is going to come in, which cash is going to go out? Like, is there a path that even works here, right? Right. Do we need to decide Chapter 11? Because sometimes that is actually a better path. I get concerned. There's a lot of lawyers and bankers yeah, who prefer yeah, that route. Yeah, because they, they, they get also paid, prefer the fees. The lawyers get paid no matter what. <laughs> yeah. Right. But I think that sometimes is the better route. But I think this is the this is where you're identifying is is right. this a savable business? Right. But it's not just the cash flow side of things. Definitely is where a large focus of that evaluation needs to come in, as you said, you know, what's the cash cycle and, you know, what have you. But it's also fundamentally the business itself. Right. Like you said, is the business viable? Do you, are you being pushed out of the industry because you're, you haven't changed? And right. you really, you're toast if you don't change. And there, there has to be something fundamentally in your business change. Right. Or is it a tweaking? You know, but that evaluation needs to be made it's on the front end. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And, yeah. and Eric, I think that's so good because you're talking about, is there a profitable core? Yeah. Is there something that's prof? So here's an example. If we make slinkies and the world has moved on and no one likes slinkies anymore, right? We may come to the conclusion there is no profitable core, right? There's nothing yeah. left here. Yeah. The best thing we can do is divest the assets try to give referrals for the employees to move on and get jobs where they're better suited, right? Yeah. That may be the case, but it's, is, yeah. is there a viable core that we yeah. can yeah. rally around? Yeah. And it may be that I'm just looking at the things on the desk here to make some examples, but it may be that maybe our company made coffee mugs, but drifted into making trail mix, right? Right. And we say, is one of those the viable core? This is what the evaluation right. is doing. Well, I'm thinking of, you know, I mean, recently, Bed Bath and Beyond, you know, just filed bankruptcy, mm-hmm. and you know, look at that model, and, and it was a big box store kind of model, be all over the place. The rise of Amazon and online mm-hmm. ordering and everything else like that, and and just the whole retail space is, right. is changing, and it's like, well, their model that was there before, having a lot of bricks and mortar locations, and and you know specific areas right. may not be right. where it's going. And I think that's probably the case. You right. know, Sears and Roebuck was kind of the same way. They were saying that you, you, but then they start doing more on the online side of things. But, you know, it can't save you if you, if you fundamentally yes. are not just going to just blow up your business model and right. change. And that was, I think that's the case for them. Right. They, they, they couldn't, they couldn't adjust, yeah. adapt, and they're done. 
Yeah. And I think we need to think too, in that viable core, like what is it? So in my silly example with coffee cups and trail mix, it could be, and usually is, if you drifted in the trail mix, you probably need to sell off the trail mix division and get back to your core of coffee cups. It's possible, however, though, that what you think your business is all about is no longer where the world is, and maybe it's shut down the coffee cup business and actually focus on the trail mix. Right. It's possible, but that's all what you're figuring out in that evaluation stage, right? right? Is there right. a viable core? Do we have adequate resources? Can we get the financing to get us through this that transition? Plan, right? Because yeah, right. to, to evaluate, hey, there is a viable core, and we, we have a nice a plan, we need, yeah. but we're going to lose $50 million during this turnaround, and no one's going to lend us $50 million. You're still not going to make it. Not right? going to make it. That's right. <laughs> so this right. is all the things you're picking up in that first one to six weeks. It's fast. Yeah. It's intensive. It's critical. You probably need someone on the outside to come in and do it. So, Eric, we're running out of time on yeah. this episode, which yeah. is a good thing because we have so much to say about yeah. these stages. So let's wrap here. But, folks, as a reminder, if you like what we're saying, really hope you do, please let us know that. Let us know more of what you want to hear. Let us, if you want to complain, you can do that as well. Podcast at EmergeDynamics.com is where you can send all that information. If you have a story about turning around your business you want to share, we want to hear that. Please, please do reach out to us on that. Next time, join us next time, everyone, as we go through the remaining stages of a turnaround, and that's emergency action, stabilization, return to normal. You won't want to miss it because you need those. That's where, that's where we want to be. Action. That's right. Amen. Yes. Amen. So with that, let's get back to work. All right. <laughs>